back to the Diamond Talk Show here at In The Zone Baseball and Softball Academy. I am your host, Coach Sal, and today I'm going to be riding solo, talking about one of my favorite topics every single year that it comes to spring, and that's opening day. So let's get into it. Today is one of my favorite days, and well, I guess yesterday was one of my favorite days, opening day. And the great thing about having USABL over here is that they coincide our opening day with the Major League Baseball season opening day, and it really feels like a great time here. I just got to say, everything that I've seen so far has been absolutely amazing, and I can't wait to get into it with you guys. So let's start it off today with a huge shout out to our teams that have already played. That's going to be one of our 12U squads. That's going to be Coach Andrew's squad. And we also had Coach Jamie's squad playing last weekend. Now, I can't vouch for Coach Andrew's squad, but I know when I talked to him, he couldn't be more proud of the boys, the way that they fought. They had a lot of learning curves there, you know, big mistakes that ended up happening, but are going to teach us more than anything really doing well in games is this early in the season. So very happy for those boys, and I think they're going to be heading into their second weekend this weekend, and good luck to those. Now... Coach Jamie's team. This is a team that I went out and played with. Um, I didn't play with, but I went and coached them. And I got to tell you, from what I saw, was one of the most impressive games of baseball that I've watched. Um, we had weather that was classic Northeastern weather for our baseball games. And it was cold, raining. Even the umpires didn't want to be there. So it turned into a game of who's going to be the toughest. And it took an incredible amount of effort for those boys to not give in and want to give up in that game. They'd already lost earlier in the day. I think that a loss in this game was going to mean they were almost guaranteed, not quite, but almost guaranteed a consolation game the, game, the day afterward. So fighting in this game really was pivotal for them and the grit that they showed to put up a little bit of a fight instead of backing down was really really impactful for me as a coach to see them grow a little bit in that aspect so I could not be more proud of them there give a shout out to our pitchers who threw that day that would be Tommy and Jackson they really fought it out in that cold weather bearing out those elements and I really think that that team's got a huge future ahead of them, especially this year. So I think they got to capitalize. I hope you guys put in some good hard work, Coach Jamie, this week. And I hope that everything is tending in the good direction that I thought I saw was coming out of Saturday last weekend. So good luck to you boys. Now, getting into opening day. This is going to be almost every team that we got going, except for our high school, of course. And that's going to include every coach on our roster I can't wait we got this weekend going I know we got my nine U boys so excited for you guys we got Bill's 10 U's we have I believe both 11 U's and all the 12 U's I think are playing in some capacity maybe not coach Brad's team but that means that we have a lot of baseball going on and that continues into the 13 and 14 U teams as well I know that my team is going to be playing earlier in the day. Nine U team is playing later in the day. So we got a huge Sunday ahead of us, our big opening day in USABL, and it's going to be great to see all of our teams coming out. 
And what I can't wait to include there is all of our Lady Night teams. I believe some of them even got started last week. I'm going to actually go take a look and check that out here. So I was completely mistaken in saying that. We have our Lady Knights starting us up this weekend. Huge tournament for our 12U Lady Knights. And next week starts everybody else, except for our little girl, our 10s. They'll be starting up the week after that. So we got a huge schedule coming up for Lady Knights starting next week. This week is tournament time for our 12s. Good luck to you ladies down there in, looks like Jackson. Looks like you're around maybe Six Flags. So I hope you get to have some fun with Coach Michelle. I hope she takes you guys on a little bit of an adventure tour down there. Looks like you got Adventure Sports Tournament. Good luck. Now, into this week, our boys, I do want to say good luck to all of you gentlemen and maybe my lady that's coming in for my 9U for our baseball games this weekend. This is going to be our first weekend having baseball games in our leagues and I think that everybody is going to be prepped to be having great weeks coming out of our winter training really see all the dust coming off you know this is the fun time of the year all the grass is starting to be wet it's cold it's the baseball games you're not so sure you want to go play but it's baseball time right and that's what all this weekend and next week weekend is going to be about come easter time after that it's going to be warm it's going to be beautiful and it's going to be time for real beautiful baseball weather and softball weather by that time all of our teams are going to be cranking our tournament teams are going to be going every single weekend and i just can't wait so we're getting ready to go rip roaring ready to go over here at in the zone we'll see you out there on the field now for our second part of the show here i wanted to get into first of all congratulations for the winning of the WBC by Team Japan. Um, very, very good closing game. If you didn't get a chance to go see it, I'm not going to spoil too much of it here. I think I'm going to try to grab Coach Zach for a recap episode sometime soon. But from here, I don't want to dive too far into the WBC. I want to talk about some opening day. I got to sit down and watch a little bit of baseball yesterday watch some baseball today while I was watching some recaps and man it was a great day it was one of the best opening days I've ever seen and I want to break down why so first of all I want to get into my Yankees because I'm biased and I'm a Yankees fan so you all have to deal with it but I'm just going to get into the Yankees for a couple of simple reasons number one judge you continued your homer I guess you could say rampage over the past couple of seasons, few seasons, maybe since you've been in the career. So congrats to you. Keep it going, man. It is awesome to watch. Secondly, my favorite thing to watch about the Yankees right now is going to be somebody I actually competed with on the field. And I want to give a shout out to and tip my hat to Anthony Volpe for making the roster this year on the New York Yankees as a 21-year-old, going to turn 22 soon. Played against him when he was over at Del Barton. And he was one of the only people to hit a home run off of me in high school, which I find to be, um, well, it makes me feel a little better about the couple of people I let up home runs against. I'll put it that way. So congrats out to him. I want to see him keep playing, keep going after it, dogging it the way that he is. He looks like he is after it this spring. He really tore it up in spring training, which is here nor there. We all know baseball if you're paying attention. 
but congrats to him. Can't wait to see what it becomes. Now, off to the rest of the league, because I thought it was a better day outside of the Yankees than it was with the Yankees, so I'll talk very little about them today. For, well, we got to see Otani at the end of the night, which I guess I'll start with. He did amazing. He had a great performance on the mound, and it was unfortunate his offense couldn't pull through there, but dealing with the adversity of him and Apparently, they're coming out and they're predicting this guy to win the Cy Young and the MVP all in one season right now, which is just absurd to put that type of pressure on any player. But he shoved last night. Didn't really do it with the bat. I don't think he might have got on base once. And just congrats to him. Great job by him. He got let down a little bit by his offense, I think. Um, they played Oakland, and they were winning one nothing into the end of the game. And I was actually watching that game, and it looked like kind of the Angels just gave up. That's If I could put it in any way, um, it's kind of sad for both Trout and Otani that the rest of the team around them just plays really down. Um, I had a really hard time lis- uh, listening to <laughs> Had a hard time watching Anthony Rendon's at-bats last night, which was sad to me because he was one of my favorite players when I used to watch baseball all the time. And I hope that he turns it around because it was a little bit sad watching Oakland really turn that game around and look like they were the better ball club last night at the end of the day when it comes down to it. You know, you get six hit, six innings of no-run ball from Otani, 10 strikeouts, and nothing to show for it. Whereas with my Yankees, and I'll go back to him, Garrett Cole breaks the strikeout record, but more importantly throws six innings of no-run baseball, and the Yankees capitalize on that. Whereas the Angels just flopped. So big, big looker there. Looks like the Padres got beat by the Rockies, which is huge. Uh, CJ Crone hits two homers in the game, which was pretty massive for them. The other game that I really watched, which I thought was a great game, was the White Sox and the Astros game. And if you didn't get to watch this game, it was an absolute duel between Dylan Cease and I believe that they had Frommer Valdez on the mound. I'm just going to go check and make sure that I didn't mess that up. They absolutely did. So both of them went shut out for their innings. Frommer went five and Cease went, I believe, 6.2 and 6.1. So two pitchers that absolutely shoved on opening day and the game ended ble- ended up bleeding into the bullpen and I got to watch the White Sox muster up quite a bit of offensive courage 11 hits in total and they come out on top 3 to 2 against the Astros and it was a little scary with Ronaldo Lopez saving the games there and not Liam Hendricks so prayers out to Liam Hendricks hope you get back as soon as possible to not only baseball, but just health. I hope that your recovery is going well. But Ronaldo looked like he struggled out there. And he really, really just piped a slider to, um, who was it, Alvarez? Yeah, he just threw a slider that was completely unnecessary to Alvarez and let up a home run that made it really tight at the end of the game there. That's my take on that one. When I bleed into the rest of the games, another cool one to watch was the Pirates and the Red game. The Pirates actually ended up edging them out. You saw, got to see O'Neill Cruz hit his first home run. And what he did was he turned around a 100-mile-an-hour fastball from, it was Hunter Green. And Hunter Green is finally up in the majors. And the other note I want to make on this game is actually a funny one that I saw today. 
So Andrew McCutcheon is one of the most tenured players in baseball. He is one of my favorite players to watch. When he came on the Yankees, I was hoping he would have a little resurgence with them, which he kind of did. And I was hoping they would hold on to him, but I think the price tag was a little steep for them at the time. But he was one of my favorite players. And one little niche thing that happened to him in his career was that he saw the fastest pitch in the MLB come out of Aroldis Chapman's hands. And it was quite a while ago. It was when Chapman was on the Reds, and I believe he was still on the Pirates. And he saw 105.8 come out of the hand of Aroldis Chapman. And yesterday's game for McCutcheon, when he's back on the Pirates, he got to see from the Reds again, this time Hunter Green up on the mound throw 105.2 miles an hour, which is rated right now as the second fastest pitch in MLB history. So a little weird thing, but McCutcheon has now seen the two fastest pitches ever in the MLB, one single guy. And he's played for the same team against the same team both times. Wild. To me, absolutely wild. Andrew McCutcheon, good luck this year. Hope you go off, my friend. The Rangers now ended up beating the Phillies, not in the way you'd expect. And DeGrom really did not have the start to his season that he was hoping. But the Rangers ended up making their offensive efforts not really, I should say, made his efforts not matter because their efforts were so good. They ended up putting up nine runs in the fourth inning after he was taken out of the game, and they went on to win that game 11-7, so they just absolutely wiped. And now we move on. The Tigers lost. The Brewers lost. You know, you see some good games, but the big one for me was watching Adley Rushman for the Orioles play against the Red Sox, and he had five hits. He went absolutely off. First at-bat of the season, he cranked one out of Fenway to right field, and it went on from there. It was actually a tight game, back and forth, back and forth, but they ended up winning 10-9 to in the end of it. It was a huge day for the Orioles, big day for them to put the Red Sox down. You move into the Braves game, they took care of the Nationals pretty easily, and on the day as a whole... I really just thought it was some great baseball. I saw one of the coolest catches I've ever seen from Hunter Renfro, and that was on the Angels. He was running, and he had no business catching this baseball, throws his glove up behind his head, and snags this ball out of nowhere. So one of the coolest plays I've ever seen. You got to see some of these violations. I'm interested to see if these pitch clock rules are going to lower the game times because I saw some very long games yesterday. So very intriguing. Going to see if that continues going forward. I don't know if it was just because there's so much more offense. And if that's the case, then maybe it is making a much better game. You got to see a lot of stolen bases. They were really paying attention to those yesterday. Even my friend Volpe over here, he went 0 for 2, but he did get on base, I believe, the walk. So he got a stolen base yesterday, which was fun to see. And... It's really interesting for me, you know, the the base size thing was not a big thing in my mind, at least originally, but as I'm looking at guys standing out on these bases, these things are massive, and it's going to be really, really interesting to see the type of plays that end up coming out of it, because it looks a little bit uncomfortable for my fielders to do their routine plays, like double plays and stuff like that, working off the bag, 
making quick throws. So it's going to be very interesting to see this type of stuff. You're obviously going to have the runners getting to the base a little bit quicker. They have a little bit larger of a target to hit. You have more area to defend as a defender trying to tag a base runner coming to your base. So that's going to be very interesting to see going forward. Um, the rest of the rules, I thought that the no shift rules was fantastic because yes, you could still shade your infielder over to the base, but he cannot cross that line. So it was really, really cool to watch them. It looked like real baseball again, is what it looked like to me. So can't wait to watch the rest of this season. We are going to end this episode out, I believe, with the last couple of my team previews for ITZ. And I believe that's the last of them. If I didn't hit your team, come and yell at me. We'll make sure I get your coach on the line, get him on the call, get her on the call. Make sure that we have all of our teams covered heading into preseason. And I'm going to move into that right now. Here we go. Coach Bill, you got the 10U boys this year. I know, I mean, to be honest, you were one of the coaches that kind of trained me up. I got to meet all these boys pretty much from the beginning. Tell me a little bit about these guys. They're definitely a special group. Yeah, um, they all started together, and they all pretty much stayed together as a team throughout the last two se- two seasons, going into the third season now, coming up in the spring. And uh, they're definitely a good bunch of kids. They they focus hard during practice. They all try to keep getting better and better each time. You know, they 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 get their reps in. They they focus from the beginning. They lead their own stretching. They do their own pre-workouts. They get right on the tees. And wow. these guys want to play. For a 10 team, that's pretty impressive, Coach. Yeah. You know, I mean, these guys, once they get hungry, once they get the first championship, they wanted the second one, and that's what they did. I you mean, know, the, that's what I wanted to talk about next was just I got to witness first the championship in the spring and then exactly what almost baseball would call, like, like your fate when you have such a good season and then the next one smacks you in the stomach and they came back real hungry in the fall and that was awesome to see what did you think about that yeah i mean these guys once they started getting a taste of what it was like you know they kept trying harder and harder they wanted that championship and they earned it because the first season in the spring when we won they really didn't have uh, too many games where they lost or even lost the lead. We tend to run most teams, and then right. they got a they got a taste of what uh, getting close was during the the fall season. A couple of games we lost one or two games, and it really got the kids motivated to to get get better on the field by practicing harder, taking more reps, and, and they were the ones that controlled the practice because they wanted to win. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, I couldn't agree more, Coach. And so one last thing for you, really, because this is one of my favorite teams in the whole program, if I'm being totally blunt and honest. What kind of goals are you setting for this team now? You're at such a, a high standard from last year. Heading into this year, what's what's the motivation? Motivation for, for these guys, I want to I start working guys that haven't had an opportunity to play other positions, such as pitcher, mm. and work work with some guys that were interested in pitching this season that didn't get a chance to last year and 
we got a, we got a couple new new players in the team. We'll see how see how they enjoy playing for the team. But these guys, I want to see I want to see them grow in a different position. Some of them, and for I want to sure. see them you know move around the field. This way, they can experience two, three, four positions possibly, plus maybe pitch. And I just want them to to focus on what it means to practice hard and play and play harder. I love the that, work coach. ethic that they the work the work ethic that they put in shows for itself because th- these guys really appreciate the game, and for for ten year olds, which you know, they, they were nine last season, most of them now they're moving up to ten. You know, for a team that that's that young to have such maturity is uh, incredible to see, and it's just a joy to coach. You know, I mean, the standard for them is set by themselves. We I don't set any standard for them. They they practice hard and they they do everything they're supposed to do. They set the standard. You know they want to win a championship too. That's where it comes from. Yep, sure okay. does. Coach, thank you so much. I cannot express enough how much I am wishing you luck for these boys and yourself. I I really can't wait to see where where these guys go. Thank you. All right. How are we doing, Coach Sal? Doing awesome, man. How are you, Coach Amy? Hey, I'm. I'm curious to know. I don't see them often. Um, how How are your your nine year olds looking this season? It's a. I will say it's a very interesting group, as it always is. Right. It's their first time being outside of town baseball for most of them. A lot of them, their only experience is rec baseball, if any baseball experience at all. So it's been fun taking them out, especially to the field. Like, for example, yesterday, our first time really doing defense, they surprised the heck out of me. They were doing cutoff throws almost like my 10 or 12-view squad should be doing. So I think we're going to get out to the field this Sunday. It's going to be a real surprise to see what we're really taking advantage of and what we're lacking in, for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. It's exciting for that age. Also, um, if it's a group that can have fun, that's yeah. a huge piece. Yeah, So Absolutely. That's cool. Yep, that's what that's kind of like the main driver of my season this season. You know, um, I kind of went and did this on my own, and it was a little weird without bouncing ideas off of somebody because you mentioned a great idea there, right? Having fun. That's what nine-year-old, ten-year-old, eleven-year-old baseball is all about, isn't it? Like when you grew up, what was baseball when you first picked up the bat? Were you thinking anything other than like, I want to whack this baseball. This is fun. Exactly. Yeah, I would go as far to say that, you know, that should never leave, right? I agree. Um, I, think, I think there's direct correlation between how, how, how fun the, the experience is and how, how much you like your teammates, and yeah. that, that fun aspect can directly impact um, just the overall experience So I, for, for all ages. Oh, so. 100%. But, and one of the big things for nine-year-olds that I got to see a lot with Coach Bill last year, you know, he kind of mentored me growing into this program. So I got to see that team kind of go in and play a bunch of nine-year-old teams. And one of the core themes I want to avoid for our team, obviously being a part of ITZ, it's kind of required. But being away from that kind of authoritarian way of coaching, um, not moving people around, people stuck in positions, or possibly the coach's son starting in the highlight position when they're struggling mightily, um, you know, that's something that you see heavily with nine-year-old, nine-year-old and 10-year-old baseball. And that's something that I think is going to be 
very evident to my squad this year. They're going to see it. They're going to have to learn about it. Um, there's going to be teams that are very good, and they have that aspect to them. So it's going to be a huge dynamic for us to play our version of baseball and really, I think, put on a show for everybody in the league. Awesome. Yep. That sounds great, man. It's really exciting. Um, also, you you have another team this spring as well. You have the 14U Cavs? Yep, 14U Cavs. We talked about them a little bit last week or two weeks ago, I should say. But we do have our first game this Sunday as well, which is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think I've been talking to you. have been talking to Andrew about them. Yeah, I think that uh, hopefully we turn some heads, especially in the field and with the bats this year. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Coach. Yep. Good luck this year. Thank you.